2021 came. 2020 left. Well, it is leaving now that NASCAR is done. We're going to talk about season two of Pastimes, reflect on the NASCAR season, and also, it's back. Keep it right here on the Fast Times Other Musings podcast. This gets heavy after you hold up with one hand. Out of three and four, this win's going to punch his ticket to the championship four. Gordon wins at Martinsville. And now it's all Johnny Benson working his way out of turn number four. Benson is going to win in Martinsville. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the season two finale of the Past Times of the Musings podcast. I am Alex Wood. With me, as always, is Mary, a.k.a. Ultimate 22 Dragon. There are not many things we need to cover today. Anyway, let's start off with Hot Laps, which is brought to you, as always, by Lionel Racing and Circle B Diecast. Get your for all your diecast needs, go to circlebdiecast and lionelracing.com. My other set of diecast, the second half did not come in. Uh, it's a. I will tell you that I'll have Mary guess what the set is. It's a. It's two cars that raced at Daytona. Okay. They finished so one, two. Two thousand one or two thousand two. Two thousand one. So that means it's Junior and Mikey, right? Yes. And they're both autographed. Oh. However, I can't find... Well, I could find one of Mikey that's autographed, but I wasn't able to get it. However, I do have another autographed diecast, and this is the staple of all my autographed diecasts. This is Jeff Gordon's 2002 Pepsi Talladega Chevy, the garbage paint scheme. That he raced to Talladega in 2002. I do not like this paint scheme at all. And the Why? only reason it's too bland. Hmm. The Daytona one was way better. But yeah, it's just plain indigo, dark blue. Uh, I don't like that. I wish it would have a little bit more like the 2005 or 2006. My favorite Pepsi scheme he ran that, had, that wasn't a special paint scheme was the 2004 one, which I still need to get. Uh, but, anyways. We also have an announcement next. The next season will have a new intro and a new outro featuring different music as opposed to the same music. But anyways, yeah, this is the first ever Jeff Gordon diecast I have. And guess what? The binder's back. So that means more autographs to show off. Three of which Mary will enjoy. Oh. What's your diecast? Uh, my diecast, if you've been on my channel for a very long time, you've probably seen it. I don't think I draw it off here, so okay. This is a 124 diecast from 1993. This is uh, one of Phil Elliott's schemes back when he was racing the 11. This is one that I got along with uh, one of the Johnny Benson diecasts that you guys have seen here prior that I got at the State Fair one year. Now, quick note on the Jeff Gordon diecast. If you want a, a true, authentic NASCAR autograph that is not like this, this is a Greg Biffle 2013 autographed insert. 
If you do not want an autographed card like that, if you want one like the Adam Petty one I showed uh, over the summer, or actually it wasn't over the summer, a few months ago, or whatever the hell I got it, uh, or like the ones I'm going to show today, Trackside Autographs is your place to go. However, they are a little expensive, but it's very well worth it because it does come with a COA, but they don't sell trading cards to my knowledge. They do hero cards and die casts. Anyways, our first race was a cup race at Phoenix. Let's see if I have enough water left. I called it. Even though Kyle Larson hasn't been good on the 750 horsepower package tracks this year, that's where the Toyotas were doing really good. And that's where I thought Truex had the edge there at the end of the race. However, he yeah. clearly did not. And lap traffic kind of screwed Truex up. Yep. Lap traffic gave Larson the championship. Now, did the fact that Larson, the funny thing is, Danny, Danny B. Talks, uploaded a video of the rise and fall of Chip Ganassi racing. Mm -hmm. The day he uploads that video, the guy who started racing at CGR dropped the end the hard R end bomb on an iRacing event last year. And all of a sudden, he gets a second shot with HMS and wins the championship. I do think that Larson was given the priority this year because Hendrick doesn't want to fund that <laughs> yeah. car out of because Hendrick does not want to fund that car out of pocket. Neither would I. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I kind of figured he was going to be the priority guy. And, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, Chase Elliott wasn't going to win the championship if he unless he improved his, his oval track performance, which he didn't. Now, a lot of it may have been on the pit stops as well, though. I mean, look at that. I mean, Jeff Gordon even said it at the end of the race. There was – that was the second fastest pit stop by the five team this year. Uh -huh. So something tells me that Jeff Gordon might have been behind that. I don't know about that. Speaking of Jeff Gordon, there's a sticky part of this box, but who cares? Anyways, what was your opinion on the, on the cup race? Honestly, I just did not feel enthused by it. It's like either Larson or Hamlin winning would have been just too predictable. Like, there was some hope of chaos ensuing with Truex leading for a long while, because Truex winning would have been the absolute chaotic factor, like Logano back in 2018, ironically. But this one just felt more, yeah. I don't know if it was the storyline factors between Larson and his redemption and Hamlin and what Hamlin does best, whining, complaining, and then choke. But it just didn't feel just that intense. It just didn't feel exciting like they wanted it to be. The problem with Hamlin, like you said, Hamlin bitches and moans and then he chokes in the next race. Ha, 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 clutch moment. But anyways, it's just getting ridiculous at this point. I mean, look at Kevin Harvick last year at Martinsville, for example. Well, he didn't bitch and moan before that race. But 
he knew like hey i gotta win i gotta beat kyle bush to make the next round and he didn't mm-hmm. if chase now if chase elliott was to win the championship this year then then he would be a mickey champion hey mickey elliott i'm darian Gilliam. i'm sorry darian i had to do that that is so freaking annoying. It's become it's gotten to the point where I have actually muted the word Mickey on Twitter. That's kind of funny, actually. Uh, moving on to Mickey Hemrick winning the cha- the trucks here, the Xfinity Championship. He won one. <laughs> he <laughs> caught a break. Happened. Yeah, he caught a lucky break. That's all I'll say on that front. That, that is That's- true. That is true. And Cindric screwed up like he normally does. He went back to his <laughs> he went back to his choking ways like when he was driving for Roush. Like what we're gonna see Brad Keselowski do a lot of next year. That I am afraid of because Penske to Roush is a massive, massive, massive downgrade. Oh, oh, I'm gonna give you a, an ownership stake, Brad. Come drive for me. You know LeBron James is a partial owner of that team, kind of? <laughs> yeah, that's also a problem. That's kind of funny, in my opinion. Because Michigan, Ohio? No. Because, like, he's not affiliated with the team whatsoever, yet he owns part of it. And so does the people of baseball, the Red Sox. That's where the Fenway part comes in. I know. I still remember 2007 when they announced that. Uh, anyways, yeah, Hemrick. That was kind of more for show. Chandler Smith won the truck race. That's the good news. No, it's not. I did not Why want him that? to win Rookie of the Year because I oh. didn't want him to win Rookie of the Year. But that's more of a bias thing, so I'm trying to dial the biasness out. Um, ben Rhodes wins the championship. That's the bad news. I actually thought he was going to make a run this year when he won the first two races of the year, but it did not happen. I knew it was going to be that when he won those first two races. Because this goes back to something to a lot of people said. He should not have been in the truck series after what happened in 2020. But now he was made four sports priority guy after being Matt Crafton all these years. And we knew after those first two races, he was going to be their it guy. And of course, I was right. Crafton needs to get out of the truck series and move up. It's just he's not made. You know that he's not the priority guy anymore. He should just try it for a season and see how it goes. It's kind of like when two friends decide they're going to date. Trust me, I've been there. I've seen my friends date each other. It was not good. Because that's not how it's supposed to work. It is not. IndyCar, we'll see them in 2022. Stadium Super I do not give a crap about. NHRA, <laughs> we don't give a crap about anymore. SRX, we'll see them in 2022. Now, Hothead, I will agree with what we have here. Stop with the let's go Brandon nonsense. God fucking damn it. I have, I listen to both. I, I agree with the left. And I agree that this whole thing needs to stop. This whole let's go Brandon nonsense, Dan Bongino was praising it. Of course, that guy's an idiot, just like his buddy Ron DeSantis. If you support Ron DeSantis, you're an idiot. Um, I mean, that's – 
He does not care about people's health, Mary. But what Mary has in the itinerary is we do not need code words to say you want Joe Biden impeached. Just fucking say it. Let's, let's go, Brandon, means you are rooting for Brandon Brown. Impeach Jiden. Impeach Jiden. Yeah, Bo Jiden. <laughs> That's what the pre- that's the president, yeah, yeah, and, and the vice president is Hamala Karras. Um, anyway, impeach Biden or fuck Joe Biden means you want Joe Biden impeached. There is no similarity between the two, so stop it. I agree. <laughs> Brad Arnold from Three point? Doors Down was wearing a shirt that said "Let's Go Brandon" in the Trump 2020 font and stuff. There's and or in the "Don't Blame Me, I Voted for Trump" thing. First off, blame you for what for voting for Trump? Blame you for an insurrection? How is that Biden's fault? Blame you for a deadly virus that's that's formed a new new variant because idiots won't get vaccinated and did, and chose to not wear a mask? Let's blame now, you. Hang on, isn't that, that we don't... China's fault for creating it to begin with? No, we'll talk about that in just a second. Is You keep saying we don't have free and fair elections anymore. We do, except this time, Russia tried to... Well, Russia did try to influence the 2020 election like they did in 2016, but this time the FBI fought it off. In 2016, you go back... I just spat on my computer screen. If you go back to 2016, Jimmy Carter said this. The 95-year... A 95-year-old man... The 39th president of the United States mm-hmm. said, if you go back and if the FBI did a full investigation of the 2016 election, then Hillary, it would probably show that Hillary Clinton won and Russia changed Clinton votes to Trump. Now, 2000, we're not going to talk about because <laughs> back then, yeah, because technology wasn't as advanced as it was in 2016. I'm still convinced that some votes for Gore were counted for Bush and the margin was a lot closer, but there's a, but honestly, I feel like there's an ice cubes chance in hell that Al Gore won that election. But then Joe Lieberman would have been vice president. Joe Lieberman's a traitor. Okay. John McCain was going to pick Joe Lieberman as his running mate in 2008. But instead, he chose that fake Christian woman governor from Alaska. And his campaign manager, no joke, said, John, do not pick Lieberman. He's a Democrat. Pick that woman in Alaska. Boy, was that a mistake. And he even said on his deathbed, he regrets picking Sarah Palin as his running mate. She's dumber than a sack of diapers. Katie Couric interviewed her in 2008, and she and Katie Couric said, Governor Palin, how informed are you? She goes, oh, I'm very informed. I read every piece of news that, that's laid in front of me. Okay, Governor Palin, can you, can you tell us what publications you read? All of them. All the ones that you put in front of me. Every one that's put in front of me. I need specifics, Governor Palin. Why are you interrogating me? And then the SNL vice presidential debate thing was really funny. (laughs) Okay. The only thing 
was the fake reactions to the 2016 election. Jeff Gordon was the host of SNL. He didn't even give a monologue. It was just two people making fun of NASCAR. Of course. Like, the only thing SNL I'm really aware of is that one clip from 2016 and also the Betty White episode. Well, and Will Ferrell, probably. Anyways, uh, hot topics. Caitlin's other notable topics. We're actually going to shift the... Because there's... Uh, we're talking about uh, towards the end. We're gonna talk. We're gonna shift the order of hot seat. Let's talk about the update regarding John West Townley, and then we'll go more in depth in hot seat into the okay, whole. Okay, so there was an article that had come out last week talking about the updates regarding the Townley case. And, like, if anything had changed or if there were updates or anything. There are a couple notable things that have come out of this. Now, the first one is that this case is actually still ongoing. It's been a little over a month. No charges have been filed in that month. But this investigation is still open. It's still ongoing. And from what I see in this article... This is what is said by the public information officer. One aspect of the investigation is reviewing lab test results of items that were sent to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation Crime Lab. Now, that can mean a number of things. It could have been bullets. It could have been blood samples. And I honestly think, because it's been so long, there's a part of me that also wonders if there's a, if there's a toxicology going on on John West Townley. Now, at this point, no final determination has been made yet. And regarding the source that this is coming from, we might get some information once all of this concludes. Because the quote I see here is, no final determination will be made until investigators have reviewed all of the relevant evidence to include GBI lab test results. Until that time, the case will remain open. Now, the report of the update so far continues on to basically give a recap with one major change. And this is a big one to me. So they keep going with this report. And then they say that in one of the reports, there was an error. And this was the error. The police incident report erroneously stated that the divorce had been finalized earlier in the week prior to the shooting. The divorce was never final. So that means, and I've seen this in a few of these web comment article things that commented this. This now opens the possibility that those that think the entire thing is a setup by the girl and the guy might be accurate in some way. But we got to wait for the information to play out to see if that's right or if there's even more to the story. And honestly, I think it's more to the story. We'll just have to find out what whenever that information comes up. Now, let's talk about new autographs because Mary's done. Now, for this first driver, Mary's going to guess all these drivers. 
This first driver is a member of Mary's NASCAR Dozen. Oh, that could be anything. Uh, just name drivers from the NASCAR Dozen, and I'll tell you which one it is. It's not either of your top two guys. So rule out Benson and Elliott. Very good. Let's see. And it's not one that I've met, so rule out Casey Kane. All right, that's cool. I'm going to say it's one of my obscure members of the NASCAR Dozen. I'm going to say Bobby Hamilton Jr. No, not this first one I'm going to show, but I do have Bobby Hamilton Jr. right here. Oh. It's from his <laughs> Carolation <laughs> This is the back of it, so people can see what the, what the car looked like. Yeah, is that, what's that? Nineteen ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> okay then. Now that goes on the families page. Who do you think I'm going to show up next? On the families page, that means you also have Hamilton Senior. Yes. <laughs> The only deceased cool. member that's going to be on that page. Mm. He looks kind of like he's been on some sort of drugs in this picture. Now. Yes, he does. He looks like he's high. No, he doesn't. Okay, so let so this next driver is a member of the NASCAR Dozen. It's not okay. one that I've met, and it's not Bobby Hamilton Sr. Or Jr., I mean. It's not either of the top two. Dave Blaney. No. He does share a last name with a famous NASCAR driver, though. <laughs> but he's not related to one. Okay. So it's one not related to anyone, so it's not Funny Bone either. I got a feeling that's a trap hint. I'm going to say Robbie Gordon. Yes. This is Rob. You haven't seen a picture of it yet. I haven't oh, posted a picture of it yet. His autograph is very small. He didn't really sign very big when he'd signed trading cards. Well, I've only seen one that takes up a good recording card. This is from 2003. Yeah, because the common joke for years is, oh, they share the last name. That means Jeff Gordon, Robbie Gordon, must be brothers. Now. <laughs> Caitlin literally asked me if Robbie Gordon and Jeff Gordon were brothers. Every fan has had that assumption at least once in their lifetime before finding out they don't. But they are from the same state. That and is the both part. And they're both from Northern California. Okay, now that part I didn't know. Because I don't yeah, know I where all that Cerritos stuff in California is, is. I think, well, Vallejo is closer to Sonoma, and I think so is Cerritos. So this next card is a family member to a NASCAR Dozen member. A family member to a NASCAR Dozen member. Hmm, that can mean anything. It can't I don't really like can't. the look of this card, but it was the cheapest one of this driver I could find because I don't really like this driver. Oh, it's a driver you don't like. <laughs> that can mean anything. That means it's one of the solders. Nope. Oh. A NASCAR, a relative to a NASCAR dozen member, but you don't like this driver. 
Is it one of the Wallaces? Yes. Rusty. Nope. I do have him, though. Yeah, Rusty. I like Rusty. I met Rusty. Oh, that's cool. I met him and Brian Vickers on the same day. Matter of fact, at the same time. Rusty was walking one way, Vickers was walking another. (laughs) Well, that means it's either Mike, Chrissy, or Steven. Well, Chrissy, they didn't make any cards of. Good. She was worse than Steven. I agree to that. And I am going to order a Steven and a Kenny card, but no, it's Mike Wallace. The guy who likes to start fights and get beat up. Can you see that it's Mike Wallace? Yeah, I, I, I can see the autograph, yes. Okay. Now, this next driver is a driver that retired before I was born. And he died, and he almost died, but he quit racing because of an injury. Oh, that could mean anything. Retired before you were born. And you said he's deceased now? No, he's still alive. He okay, almost so died. Okay, so not Ricky Hendrick. Hmm. That could be anything. It's not Rick Mast. Retired before you were born. Not trickle. Hmm. I'm trying to think of hints for this driver without giving it away. (laughs) I could say he's got a hot daughter, but that could be any driver. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That does not really help. Oh boy. Hmm. What I thought I, I feel like you're gonna say 2002. Hey, he what retired before retire? 2000. He retired before 2000. He actually did not finish the 1999 season. Ernie Irvin. Yes. Virgil Ernest Irvin. <laughs> That can't be his real name. That, the, yes, it is. I'm looking it up right now, actually. Okay. Hmm. How you spell his last name there? I always... His last name? I, I remember when Kenny... I saw videos of when Kenny Irwin... Ha! Virgil Ernest Irvin. Now this last driver. Now this last driver has passed away. He's on the spirit page. Well, yeah. He died. Uh, he died in a racing accident, but not in a NASCAR accident. 
You already showed Jason Leffler, so it's not him. Close, but you're on the right track. Brian Clawson. Yes. Oh, sweet. This is probably mega rare because the only... I heard that this is the only known card of him that's not an insert that's autographed by him. Probably. So now we're up to four on the spirit page. Now, the way this works, this will be the injury page. The injury page. The randomizer page on the back. All right. The spirit page, front and back. Okay. The family's page, front and back. I haven't decided what this is going to be yet. The open wheel page. These are the front will be the open wheel wheel page. All drivers who've raced in open wheels, and the back will all be mega baddie drivers. <laughs> I have this spot reserved for Kevin Harvick. I do have a Kevin <laughs> Harvick autograph though. This one's reserved for Carl Edwards. Yeah. This one's reserved for for uh, Matt Kenseth. Yeah. This one's reserved for Brad Keselowski. No. Yes. This one's reserved for Joey Logano. And I don't know who I don't know who could fit here. Uh Brian Vickers and Dale Earnhardt Sr. No, because I like Brian Vickers. Dale Earnhardt Sr. is gonna go on the families page with Carrie. Of course I have to have this driver on the Mega Baddies page. Yes. Hey, Rich. I'm a professional race car driver. You're an unprofessional piece of shit. <laughs> More than that later. Speaking of Rich Bickle, he's going to lead us into hot seat. He's not here with us right now. No. No. But we're going to start off talking about the good and the bad of season two and 2021. We're actually going to start with Rich Bick with the Rich Bickle debacle. All right. Let's talk about that for a little bit. What do you <laughs> want to talk about regarding it? Just oh, I also got this new autograph this. here. I forgot to show this last week, but I got this recently. It's another driver I don't like. <laughs> okay. It's nothing against him. It's against the fact that he was so hyped up. He just did not live up to that hype. Well, look at the team he was with. Exactly. He was a teammate to the 1988 champion and 44-time cup winner. Yes. So that explains a lot right there. That's called experience, but all right. <laughs> anyway. It's called getting okay. rushed up too quick and being young. Yeah. Okay, anyway, the Bickle debacle. Why did we do another seven-hour video on that? I don't know. <laughs> that has to be one of the most ridiculous video things I have ever done. Well, you got a story to tell your grandkids. <laughs> yeah, but the time that Rich Bickle insulted my friend for being something he's not. <laughs> For being something I am, but not related to 
why I what I was asking. <laughs> so there's a former NASCAR driver who insulted one of my friends because he, for a reason not even related to what my friend was asking. Right. <laughs> and the debacle that just spilled out from there. People were reaching out against you because they didn't know the story to the point we had to make a seven-hour video on him. But when the video did premiere, a lot of people came to our aid and said, yeah, this dude has been this way for years. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like Bick, when the camera is on, Bickle's this nice guy. But when the camera's off, he wants to kill people. He doesn't understand that there's a microscope that you're placed on. And you really have to understand that when you live in public life, that microscope is on and it's on 24-7. They're going to watch your every move. Kurt Busch is someone who knows that all too well. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. So hopefully this is the last time we'll ever have to discuss this just because how ridiculous this was. And I forgot to show off this art, this autograph too. I don't know if I showed this one last week. I don't think you did. Oh, I see who it is now. Okay. It he's in a row with a couple of other Michiganders. Jack Sprague and Johnny Benson. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, we're gonna move on here. Yeah. Steve Wade interview. Yes, that was very enjoyable. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, the Steve Wade interview, there have been concerns about his health, so I am glad that you managed to get that one done, and it does look like he's doing okay, so that's good. And I think that one was a big step for you, considering his history with the sport. Is that all you have to say? Well, I thought you would have more to it because it was your interview. God damn it. I keep forgetting to show more autographs. I found this one, too. This is another autograph I got over the past week. Okay. <laughs> and that probably doesn't shock you. No, not really. Well, given the fact that how connected to him I am. <laughs> we're, we still want to get him on a podcast. So, Hank, if you're listening. That would be cool. Hank, if you're listening, I want to get you on a podcast. So let's uh, let's actually switch up the order. Let's talk about his scene vault co-host, Rick Houston. That was also a fun one. <laughs> a lot of interesting stories came from that one. What was your favorite story that wasn't about Johnny Benson, please? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I want to say it was basically how the scene vault got started. What I thought was a was a funny story is a time Dale Jr. kissed his wife's cheek, kissed his wife on the cheek, <laughs> and Lyndon doesn't remember that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, uh, we're that's, not gonna one. Yeah, and then uh, be constantly joking with Barry about the shark or bear question. 
Yes. Do I dare talk about? How did you threaten? I want to tell a story. I keep saying no. <laughs> well, I finally did reason, tell the story. Right? What? You do know my reason. I did not want you telling that story, right? Because you were afraid of the FCC. That's part of it. And you don't want to fall back on Johnny. That's part of it. Well, how's it going to fall back on Johnny? He has no relation to that story whatsoever, other than the fact that he was the first person Caitlin told. That's that's part of it. The main reason is because of you wanting to act professional and that stuff. How is that question professional? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was asked. Tell people what I've been doing lately with that question. He's been asking other people that question for no reason. Yes, I, I hey, there's a reason. And what's the reason? I want to know their answers. <laughs> As to what they think would be better. And earlier this week, I kid you not, the day before recording, I asked a question, I asked that question to a girl I like in my English class. As a way to flirt with her, she thought it was hilarious. That's your generation. That's different. I mean, okay. You think it's not, I mean, you grew up in a different generation. Exactly. So that's why you don't find it funny. But let's move on. <laughs> the Yoakum interview. That one detail to it that one was kind of out of nowhere honestly because i did not expect him to tell some of the th stories that he told like kevin harvick the power ranger <laughs> yeah the one time mary actually liked kevin harvick yeah you're not was... a kevin harvick fan it's pretty obvious no. but if you got to interview him, I assume you would. That would be interesting. But anyways, let's move on to the next Rams got exposed from Darian. Um, oh. Harvickernism. Harvickernism. <laughs> Whatever. This stems from a Jerry Punch not Jerry Punch, Jimmy Spencer quote. God damn it. Why was I thinking? Oh, I was looking at Jerry Punch signed card. Why does Kevin Harvick have to cause the problems that he does sometimes? Because he's a he spoiled like a brat who thinks he's he Dale Earnhardt reincarnate. Like we learned I that in not. 2001. We're moving on to the Sauter Hutchins scare. Yeah, that was. Oh, boy. That was at the end of May. That was when NASCAR totally screwed up and nearly injured no less than two drivers, Trey Hutchins and Johnny Sauter. That really infuriated me because Johnny Sauter is one of my guys. Let's put it this way. There are some people who just want to hate on Johnny Sauter all the time. Da, 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 da. You're one of them. But when that happened, Sauter went viral because everyone was concerned he was injured. I just don't like Sauter's fan base. People were concerned for him. It's just, I just don't like Sauter's fan base. I mean, it's 
He bombed in Cup. He bombed in Xfinity, even though he won a few races. How did he bomb in Cup when he was a guinea pig to Harvick and then he was with Hossie and C? I mean, you're not understanding what I'm saying, but okay. (laughs) Join the club. Hey, I'm already in that club. I've been in that club since I was five years old, maybe. Anyway, but, but I do yeah, want to NASCAR add this. needed to learn from that because that was a c- consistent thing because this goes back to, like, the week prior was the Coda event and that rain stuff that happened with Truex and Custer. I think it was Custer. And NASCAR needs to get on their game or it's going to get even worse with the new car coming in. And, and Kevin Harvick said that one best. Safe. Kevin Harvick said that NASCAR racing in the rain on a track like Coda is unsafe. Coda is not a NASCAR track. No, it's an F1 track. It's kind of like what Paul Tracy said about, I think it was Nashville. He does say a lot of things better than most people can, except he's got to watch that mouth of his. (laughs) That's all I'll say. I do want a Paul Tracy autograph. So, Paul, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, why would he listen to someone who does not like him? I didn't say I don't like him. I meant me. Anyways, uh, I'm moving this around. So, Darian and Mary finally meet. It's the day after I sweat my ass off and drink my first beer at Michigan. <laughs> and we have video footage of this. I we have video footage of me drinking beer. Why? Because I wanted your reaction, and I know uh, how you are regarding minors. But anyway, here is an 18-year-old drinking beer. I burped in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why you saw me like go back a little bit, because I burped. That gave me the shits right afterwards after I ate a bunch of McDonald's. It was probably the McDonald's that did that then. Do <laughs> you think it was the beer or was it the McDonald's? Probably the McDonald's. Although the combination of both wouldn't have been surprising, but I still think the McDonald's, yeah. But the beer was actually really good. If you guys, if you're over 21, I do not endorse underage drinking. Actually, I do because... Because you have to know your limit before you're 21. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a good excuse. My limit when I'm 18 is one. As long as it's good. I've Uh, never, prior to that, I'd never drank beer before. (laughs) No, I'd never drink beer. I've never drank beer before, before that. Uh. I've had one sip of hard, uh, hard seltzer. Which was pretty good. It was White Claw. I think it was the watermelon. I normally do not like watermelon flavored stuff. The Jolly Ranchers are kind of like spicy and kind of hot, but I like Jolly Ranchers. They're fun to suck on. That's what she said. Anyways, Uh, let's talk about you and uh, Darian finally meeting. Yes, that was definitely something that was a long time in the making. Uh, for those who don't know, back in 2018, 
there was a huge controversy in the NASCAR YouTube community between me and him, where for six months, he was basically raging out against me on the original NASCAR Weekly podcast, and I had no idea. So much so to the point I got really mad and trashed him, and nobody agreed with me. But as time went along, we started understanding each other in messages on YouTube, and we finally started basically becoming, I wouldn't say friends, but I think the word is acquaintances. We, we have an understanding of each other now. And the uh, moment that a lot of people were waiting for actually happened on this podcast. Me and Darian actually having con a conversation and basically meeting for the first time. I'll say it by webcam. Uh, another one. Alex doesn't miss a single race of his racing career due to injury this year. Yay! Although I did have a minor scare in March, so. Yeah. But I was fine. I did have to I did have to have a surgery because my back was screwed up and it was being screwy, just like my ex-girlfriend. Um, we already covered John West Townley. We briefly. We did. We, we briefly touched on, well, we didn't talk about Eric McClure yet. We don't really need to talk about Eric McClure, in my opinion. Because just go back and watch episode. Not really, because I did it like because <laughs> the episode I talked about McClure was like two thirds of the show. <laughs> there's a podcast and there's a video on Mary's channel. So if you yeah, guys want to know Mary's view on that, I don't have any. I really don't have a stance on the, the Eric McClure story just because. And that's more my territory. It's not. Yeah, it's it's just not my thing, and it's it's honestly something that drivers don't want to talk about, unfortunately. However, it needs to be addressed by drivers. I but that's that. Uh, we're gonna combine two of them here: the squish ball debacle and the Johnny Benson interview. Get that thing away from me! It does not bother me. It's just <laughs> the thing that bothers me regarding squish ball is that she it's that. She, she just will not stop with that joke. <laughs> However, I kind of deserve it. Gag. However, if because you're I just keep up with that question. I'm going to keep up with squish ball. <laughs> Here's the story. You brought it on yourself. Although technically, Alex is not the one who started it. Mary has this stupid toy that I think is possessed. In some way. It's not. <laughs> the reason I thought it was possessed is because my ex-girlfriend made me go to a, not only a bookstore, but a theater in her hometown that legend has it that they're haunted. Oh, and she told me the stories. It's ridiculous. And I told her, okay, baby, I don't believe that with the, with the slightest thought in my mind she's like okay honey but you have to remember they're gonna get you i'm like you shut up you realize that doesn't bother me anymore <laughs> this isn't toy story yeah, that's or why I love the episode. she could be rambling and rambling and rambling and taking 20 minutes on a topic i don't want to talk about all i have to do is this and you go get away from me I'm not going to be like that anymore. Because I am a man of no fear. 
now we're going to move on. How does... Is it fixed? Yes. All right. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Continue. Why <laughs> do you call Pikachu Squishball? Okay, so this goes back to the season two opener. <laughs> and regular viewers have probably heard this a thousand times, but this story's never going to get yeah, old dude, because of how obscure it is. Leave us alone. <laughs> I want to. I do want to so, talk he, about a topic related to Man Dude, but not about Man Dude specifically during Mailbag because we did get a question about this. Okay. I literally so, got this uh, when I was in my morning college class today. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the season two opener was when, when Alex and I got the chance to interview Johnny Benson. And I had the brilliant idea to combine all of my interest into one for some reason, because that's how my brain works. So this is, this is one of the questions that I asked. It was basically a randomizer. This is what I said. I know you're probably not into Yu-Gi-Oh! or wrestling or Pokemon, but everyone has a favorite game show. Well, what's your favorite game show? When I said Pokemon, because we were video chatting, even though you don't see it, Johnny does that cute chuckle laugh he does. So, journalistic like me... Yeah, journalistic side of me thinks, okay, he might know something about it. Use it as a follow-up question. So I did... I saw you laughing when I brought up Pokemon. Do you know anything when... I don't know anything about Pokemon. Well, the answer was why I expected, but more hilarious than I expected. Of course, he didn't know anything about Pokemon, but he knows so not much about Pokemon, he thought that Pikachu, the mascot of the franchise, who's an electric mouse, he called this a squish ball. It was I mean, that looks like a squish ball. Life. Like, he could turn into a squish ball. Why do they use Pokemon, uh, Pikachu as the mascot of Pokemon? I don't know. I never was into Pokemon. I always thought Pokemon was a waste of time. And I have a story about Pokemon. Of the anime and the games both use Pikachu, and it was their first Pokemon. For the I'll tell you a little story about, po about Pokemon. Actually, two stories. One has been told on the podcast, but I'll retell it. And another one takes place in first grade. Uh, anyways. Let's talk more about the Johnny Benson interview <laughs> since we're on that topic. Oh, man. That, that was one of the huge highlights of the year for me because it premiered on my channel because of how big it was. Because I did not think this was going to happen. <laughs> That's another funny story that I'll Regarding tell. the third season, if a topic is close to Mary or if Mary's the only one in the episode, it will premiere on Mary's channel. It will still go up on the on the pastimes channel, but it will also premiere on Mary's channel. So the premiere won't happen here; right. it will happen on her channel. I made that executive decision, even though I told you a billion times this season to premiere it on your channel, and you didn't listen to me. But anyways, I wasn't in any other interview after that. <laughs> it no, if it's just the podcast. Oh, okay. If you're the only one in the episode. It'll premiere on your channel, not just the interview. Oh, I see what you mean. I can, okay, I can get that. But anyway, am, back to. But it's still gonna be on the pa on the pastimes channel. It will just premiere. It'll just premiere later if you miss it on her channel. That's what I'm probably gonna do or something like that. But 
Okay. I'm the one who runs the YouTube channel. Well, uh, also, we did take down the Facebook page because I cannot manage a damn Facebook page other than my personal page. Right. There was a, there was a lot of problems from what I understand. Yeah, just a lot of creeps were liking it. I'm like, well, how are they finding this? Because I didn't spend one goddamn cent on marketing. Right. But anyway... <laughs> I think one of the more hilarious, there was a lot of interesting moments in the Benson interview. And I think one of the more interesting moments was just getting the entire thing set up. <laughs> yeah, I was having Alice, problems. Because Alice was the one who did that. Because first of all, I'm the most skeptical person in the world. I did not think this was going to happen to begin with. So that entire day, because we postponed it to the afternoon because I had an early work shift. And I'm going, are we really doing this today? We can't be interviewing. Well, we weren't postponing it because Johnny and I agreed that we'd do it at 3. Then he called me and said, hey, what time do you want to oh, do okay. this? And I said, if you can do 3, we'll do 3. But um, And I did. I told him about you both times I talked to him prior to that. He said, oh, I'm looking forward to meeting her. He said that? Yes. <laughs> He said it just well, like that. Uh, okay, I told him, wow. you know, I, I feel like you should quiz her on your career. <laughs> he said, does she really know that much about me? Does she know what I ate for breakfast this morning or something? No. And I said, okay, no, no it's not. But that. I knew he joked, but he, he jokes about stuff like that. Like when I he goes. so. Like when he I'm said, a fan, like, not a creep. Like, here's what he said to me when I told him how old I was at that time. He goes, Yeah, I, I heard you were young, but I didn't know you were that young. I'm like, I can imagine him saying that. I'm like, Well, well, sir, yes, I am 18 years old. I'm 19 now. He goes, Did you just call me old? I'm like, uh, No offense, but where would you get that idea? He's like, You called me, sir. <laughs> That's typically how that someone reminds me of another funny story. Yes, that regarding Dale Earnhardt Jr. The day after he won the Daytona <laughs> 500, uh, Schrader and uh, Mikey were in the bush race. Johnny fell out on Saturday. So Johnny had to interview Jr. And when Jr. leaves, Jr. says, yeah, thanks for giving me this opportunity, sir. And Johnny gives him a weird look. No, that's not what happened. It was me that had the weird reaction, not Johnny. <laughs> oh, whatever. Because here's the thing. 30-year-old me would have thought that, okay, Dale Jr.'s being respectful towards Johnny's veteranship. That's cool. Especially with Dale Jr. being one of the it guys. 13-year-old me, however, thought, did he just call Johnny Benson old? <laughs> Jeff Striegel thought I called him old, too. Thought I called... Jeff thought I called Jeff old. Because remember when I called him sir in the video? Well, later that day, after he gave me his autograph, I said, thank you, sir. And he's like, Alex, did you just call me old? I'm like, what, did you and Johnny text or something? Because Johnny said the same thing to me a few months ago. And he's like, no, I didn't even talk to him about that. Anyway. Johnny legit thought I called him old. Like, 
I said, no. I'm like, no, sir. It's just that I, I have a ton of respect for you and what you've done for the sport and what you've done for my home, for our, I said, my home area, which is also your home area. He said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to hear it. Oh. But yeah, I told him that, bad. first off, you have to admit, I told him that I knew Caitlin. He's like, yeah, she's told me about you. And yeah, she's told me a little bit about you. <laughs> you seem very knowledgeable. Yeah. <laughs> he, he also said that I have a huge passion for the sport. And to hear that from someone with the veteranship like Johnny is huge. But then well, yeah. you have to also admit that Griffin, he's very cute. He's almost <laughs> as cute as my nephew. My nephew is very cute. <laughs> we'll get to that. My nephew is very cute, okay? My nieces, they're handfuls. Yeah, they can be. They're 10 and 8. My nephew's 4. Ah. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, my oldest niece, ugh. her friend's dad played Major League Baseball, and I'm friends with her friend's brother. And her friend, my friend's sister, wrote bitch on a piece of paper and gave it to the teacher. And she's 11. And my niece calls my other niece, my older niece calls my younger niece the B word. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you do. And then my, my older one spells it. You have to admit, um, all little kids are cute. <laughs> Especially how they act. <laughs> okay. Little kids anyway. can be cute. All little kids yeah. can be. I would assume so. With the exception of Aspen Nemechek. And Braxton Bush when he was little. <laughs> Braxton oh, Bush. Well, I'm just saying, all little my, my grandma says that all little kids are cute in their own right. Okay. Um, anyway, I used to babysit. What talking about. I'm just saying, I used to babysit. What's oh. the next thing you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about the Matt Yokum interview since we're talking about Michigan people. We did earlier. Anyway, let's talk about Michigan people. Matt Yoakum, what do you want to talk about regarding Matt? Oh, wait, we did talk about him. Never mind. I just said that! Whatever. Um, <laughs> covered that, covered that, covered that, covered that, covered that, There's covered only that. two things left to cover. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, the first one is your favorite interview of the year. Now, there are three things we got to talk about. What but... do you mean three? What are we missing? Uh, Dale Jr. Download guy. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't cover him yet. Yes, that's right. Uh, Berlin Trip and uh, NASCAR's American Hero. We haven't covered any of them yet, but which order do you want to go in? Uh, let's see. I know you're chopping, I know you're chopping at the bit to talk about Amex, so let's go with that first. Uh, well, you're going to talk about, you're going to talk a little bit about him first. Okay, so a lot of interesting things that come from the uh, Lyndon Amick interview. 
Alex said it was one of the most inspirational things he's ever done. And it was definitely very surprising to me because the way he looked when he was racing and to compare to now is vastly different. <laughs> I got a picture of him I over there. Military I got a picture I of him over there with hair and glasses. <laughs> yeah. And no facial hair. Now he doesn't right. have glasses. He has no hair. He's covered in tattoos and he's got a beard. Yeah. But anyway, his military experience, I knew of his military experience because of the NASCAR.com article, but I just did not know how in-depth it really was. And really none of us did until basically our interview because we were the first ones to interview him, basically. Well, you were. They basically, and they briefly touched on it in the scene volley interview, but he talked more about combat. He did Okay. He briefly talked touched on experiences he had when he was little or not when he was little god damn it we're talking about little kids i got to talking about my nieces and my nephew then when he when he was in the service and when he was in country yeah but what was more surprising is what later happened <laughs> Which is the transition into your interview with Matthew Dillon. No, we're going to talk about that last because there's a part of that. There's a part of that interview that's going that I want to announce a little bit later. Uh, so let's talk okay. about the Berlin trip. Oh, man, that was the highlight of the year. That was the highlight of the year for everyone, especially the two of us. Like, no matter what NASCAR did, you are not going to get my smile off my face because that Berlin trip, that was the it thing for 2021. And it was just a huge surprise for everybody. And it was one of the best trips that I, I ever decided to make because it was, it was very important for a lot of reasons, especially for me. Is that all you have to say about it? Oh, we can discuss those reasons. Oh, yeah. I want you to talk about those reasons because I, I just didn't want you to give the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> Tim. If you know who Tim is, that's Tim Pakman. Yeah. So, anyway, this was my first trip to a race of any sort in four years. I had not been to a race since 2017 when we went to the Virginia Motor Speedway, which is a video on my channel, which is a, a dirt track. My last trip with my dad before his untimely passing back in 2020. It was the first time I had gone to a race by myself. It was my first trip to Berlin because I was in Michigan at this point for different reasons. And I told myself that as long as I was at Michigan, I would go to Berlin Raceway at least once because I knew it because of Johnny's connection to the track. But I had not been able to go prior due to money issues and stuff because I didn't know much about pricing or the pandemic and stuff that's been going on. But oh, did you say that? You say at least you didn't say the pandemic. The pandemic exists, Mary. My mother works on the front line. She is a nurse. She's seen. Yeah. She's worked in the COVID unit. Uh -huh. But anyway, so Alex said that he was going to go to this event on May 29th. So I thought, okay, maybe that'll be the day I go and I can surprise him. You thought I was racing that night. So, <laughs> yeah. I did not say, because I, I had run about three races there at that point, because 2021 was a skewed year for me. Like, I didn't race at just Berlin. There hasn't been a single year where I haven't raced at just Berlin. 
because I thought I was going to race in Galesburg that weekend. But the prior night, I was racing in Hartford. Mm-hmm. Fourth place finished my ass. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Fuck you, Land Automotive Officials. <laughs> no, it was all star performance. Go fuck yourselves, <laughs> officials. So there was an announcement on social media that Johnny was going to be there racing a couple races there. And when I found that out, I booked my ticket because I knew that would be, I knew that would probably be my one chance to meet him in person and get, a, get his autograph and stuff. Because Alex's plan was to have two cards signed by Johnny to send to me. Alex did not know my plan. So here's what ends up happening. Because the prior Sunday, my roommate, otherwise known as my Mew Mew, he finds out about this. And basically, he worried about my car because it's over 200,000 miles at this point. And he says I should get all my stuff checked to make sure I was prepared to, quote, meet my man. My Mew Mew, who is my man, calls my favorite driver my man. What's that supposed to mean? How do you explain that one? Why did Alex's camera freeze? Because your internet, oh, internet connection is more trashy than all my than all my relationships combined. That's probably a bad thing, but I'll continue. So uh, anyway, I leave to go there, and I do get there, and surprisingly to me, I was one among one of the first ones to arrive. So I'm getting all my stuff set up. You know, if you would have told me, I would have told you the right time to leave. Because <laughs> I always get there early in case I got work or something. Yeah. In case I got to do so an appearance. Because anyway, I usually sit at the sip sign bar and sign shit for people. Okay. So anyway, I get there. I'm parked. And I hear this voice. I'm going, he did not just find me. So I get out of the car. And who's standing there next to my car? Who's walking? I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah, I did have the intent to surprise you, but I did not think it was when I got out of the car. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun surprise. So, we basically hanged out most of that day. Hung! Um, proper English, please! I'm an English major, and I gotta finish, I gotta complete 25 credits of English. Okay, what's the way you pronounce it, then? Hung! Hung out. Yes! Okay. Okay, Southerners, go right ahead. <laughs> but anyway, you're not from the Midwest, so maybe I can't blame you there. That, that but I know true. every a lot of people from the South don't say stuff the right way. Oh, gee, thanks. I'm just saying. Anyway. Anyway, we talked a bit. I'm from the Midwest. Here. Yeah, I know. Definitely had, definitely had a lot of fun there. Met up with a couple of our friends on the fan page that we associate with. That was pretty cool. Why did Frank bring the hood from that race? I think it's impressive that he was able to find it. Yeah. Then again, you're impressed by how many how I can find all these autographs of all these dead drivers. <laughs> Especially Adam Petty. Yeah. 
who's nearly impossible to find. Mm -hmm. So now the fun part. So we're all hanging there, hung out there, I guess. I guess. Hanging out is if you're telling the like if it's happening right in that second. Because you're telling the story like you're in the moment. Right. So we're all chatting and all that stuff. And the gates finally open because all of the cars are there to do an autograph session, right? So we're, we're about the first people there. We get onto the track. I see Johnny. Alex doesn't notice. And you noticed that in the vlog tape. I'm more focused about getting to his car more than anything. And saying hi to Barb. Yeah. I had a feeling she would be there, but I did not know what capacity at that point. So she's at his car while he's taking pictures with a couple other people and Striegel. So Alex and Barb, Johnny's sister, are talking. I'm filming the car. I think I'm, I'm telling her a story at some point. You were talking about the article. Oh. I think so I was telling her the story happening. as to why I wrote it. Uh, the story as to why you wrote it? There's a couple different stories I've heard. They're all interlinked, so. I heard that you did it as a class project, and I've also heard you want to write a book. The book I scrapped, but I had, but I did it as a, as a class project. Okay. The book is going to be about so Lyndon Amos. Okay. So, anyway, as I turn... Johnny's continuing with the pictures that Striegel's taking, and I say, and I literally say this in the video, we're not going to bombard him, we're not going to do that to him. I swear he hears me, because when I said that, he turns towards me, and he starts walking towards us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a bit of a moment, because usually how it's supposed to work is that you go to the driver. The driver does not come to you. You go to the driver. We the technically did go to the driver. Huh? We technically did go to the driver. No, he came to us. We were, well, no. He was walking to his car. <laughs> where he was supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. And then I start getting starstruck like a blubbering idiot. <laughs> this is the funny thing. I don't know why this happened. I literally don't. Usually when anyone asks me the question, how are you? My go-to response every single time is, not too bad. I literally see that later in the video when a female driver asked me that question. Lauren Bush, I think, is her name. The driver who wrecked me. <laughs> Yeah, was she, she okay, okay, okay. The story has been well documented. She didn't do it on purpose. I was trying to pass her, and we made contact, and then I, yeah, we're not going to talk about what happened, but let's just say that bad stuff happened after that, and I ended yeah. up in the hospital for three weeks. Anyway. And my first race back, I hit that wall. By where the tires are, by the score, by the scoreboard, I get hit by another car, her father, and the engine is not in the car, it's in the woods, and they had to find someone to go <laughs> retrieve it. And then Steve Kaminsky says, first off, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. It's not like what happened a few weeks ago. Are you going to get <laughs> back in the car next week? What do you think, Steve? 
And then I walked away. Uh, anyway, she asked me the question. I say not too bad, just fine. He asked me the question. I stutter. I could not get the phrase out. I got not too out, but I couldn't get the phrase out. Here's what I'll tell you that I told Caitlin when she sees drivers who she wants to who she wants to marry. Think about this. They poop the same way you do. Just remember that. If you ever have the chance to meet Johnny Benson again, just remember he poops the same way you do. Oh, it was fine once <laughs> once the initial encounter was gone. But to, that's the biggest. That's why I told Matthew Delner. We'll talk about him in just a second. But if okay. a, if you ever meet your favorite driver, listen. This is how I'm going to dial it out next time. If we ever interview Jeff Gordon or Dale Hart Jr., I'm not going to get starstruck because I have to remember they take shits the same way I do. That is the dumbest analogy you could think of. But all right, it's actually the most useful. Anyway, so we get that done, and after some time, we did pictures and the autographs, and I am so stoked and happy about that. And then after the uh, autograph stuff is done and over with, we got the five races of the night. Johnny was in two of them, should have won one of them, and got spun in the other. That's fine. <laughs> I can beat that. Yeah. I have a personalized version. I have a personalized one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a Jack yeah, Sprague one that I want to get out. But, yeah, here's Jack Sprague. Didn't get this in person, but I want to meet Sprague next. That would be cool. To have but both anyway, of West Michigan drivers. That night. You uh, will meet Carson like Hosevar down the road. That is if you move to North Carolina. All right. Well, we'll see. I might have to require you to move to North Carolina if you want to keep your job. <laughs> You're in Michigan. I'm in Virginia. What's the difference there? Well, if we do get a place to do shit, work and, and stuff, we can have that studio... Like Dale, like the Dale Jr. download, I'll, de I'll decorate it, and we can invite the drivers in and interview them in person as opposed, on Zo as opposed to Zoom. That would be cool. That would be better, too. I actually too. do like that idea. But that would take a lot of time. Just beware of that. Well, what, well I'm going to have the... Well, we'll explain this later. Junior still works for NBC and does Dale Jr. downloads. Well, yeah, Dale Jr. downloads his own thing. Waltrip Unfiltered was similar to that when Mikey right. did his podcast. But, yeah, that was still an amazing day. The racing was awesome. Got to hang out. And we got to meet Caitlin. That was cool, too. Yes. Well, Caitlin and I had made plans. <laughs> Every time. Now, I'm really scared about something else Caitlin's planning. I really am, knowing Caitlin and knowing what she did with Blaney. She wants to meet him still. I said, okay. you can ask that question to one person and one person only. Just don't make 
Don't make a fool out of me. <laughs> anyway, but that entire trip was definitely something that I needed. It was like, it was something I was missing because NASCAR just does not fulfill that connection and passion that I had years prior anymore. That, that day at Berlin most certainly did. And maybe Johnny being there was a big part of it, but that was definitely the, that was definitely the highlight of 2021 for me. And then there's what just one think thing about that we're missing. What? What do you think about the Berlin trip? Well, that's the well, that's definitely in the top three. You gotta remember, Johnny's not one of my guys. Well, he's not one of the big three of Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Chase Elliott. Yeah, he's your local guy. Yes. However, it's not like now I'm trying to make this podcast more professional mm-hmm. and and like because the biggest piece of advice I've been given, someone said, do not say you're a big time Jeff Gordon fan. Stop bad mouthing Kyle Bush. Because you do because someone from Kyle, let's say you want to one day interview Kyle Bush. Well, he might go through your podcast and say, Hey, I don't want to do a podcast because you bad mouthed me three years ago. So that's when you have to get out of the mindset of a fan and you have to do this in a journalistic manner. Right. You can say, oh, I hate Talladega, but you can't say I hate Kevin Harvick. (laughs) Now, what Kevin Harvick did at Talladega in 2015 was bullshit. Uh, Yeah, that's the difference there. Do I like Clint Boyer? He's... uh... There, you can't have drivers you like and dislike anymore, but you can have driver, you can't have likes and dislikes anymore, but you can have preferences. Right. That's what happens when you when you enter this business. Uh-huh. My article on Carl Edwards was not about why I think Carl Edwards is a bad driver. Because in my opinion, he's not a bad driver. He had a, an immense amount of talent. However, he is not Hall of Fame worthy. There are some drivers on that ballot who are also not Hall of Fame worthy. Jeff Burton being one of them. You can't, you can't make a case for Jeff. Likewise, you can't make a case for Ward. Now, Larry McReynolds, you can. Because he's contributed in multiple roles. Same thing with Jeff Gordon. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Same thing with Tony Stewart. Do I think Kevin Harvick is going to go into the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Does he deserve a spot? Absolutely. Think of all the stuff he's done. Think of all the goodwill he's done. He's done some stupid... I think every driver's done stupid things. Jeff Gordon, 2016 at Richmond, almost wrecks his freaking teammate. And the driver he appointed to replace him. That is the angriest I have ever been at Jeff Gordon. And he did make a bonehead move a, cu- a few races before that when he put his when he hit, hit the, his seatbelt with his elbow. And he could have won that race in Martinsville. But he made another bonehead move to let, I think it was, Jamie McMurray pass him. Got 
come on, Jeff. Like, eighty-eight was your car number, not the speed limit. Uh, anyways, let's talk about Matthew Dillner because something really crazy came out of that interview. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at announcements uh, regarding big things for me because I sound like an arrogant asshole when I, do, when I say shit like that. So you're going to talk a little bit about the interview itself and talk about some of your key takeaways. But you're also going to tell people what Matthew and I have been talking about. And that uh, what Caitlin and I are also planning. Okay. Well, the Matthew Dillner interview was pretty interesting for a couple different reasons. First of all, his connection in history with regarding the sport, especially in relation to his dad, who is Bob Dillner, who's been a long brother. time in sport. Oh, it's brother. What'd I say? Dad. Dang, has Bob Dillner been in the sport that long that I thought Matthew was his son? Anyway. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. If Matthew sees this, <laughs> my career might end. I'm the one who screwed up, not you. Yeah, well, everything you do on this podcast and associated with this company is, a ref is reflected on me. Because what's the name of this company called? Well, whose fault is that? You're the one who came up with the name. I did not come up with the name. You helped. <laughs> anyway. Okay, can we, so, let's just, let's just blame Caitlin and move on. <laughs> that would be something you do. But anyway, uh, back to talking about Bob Dillner's brother. Uh, the interview aspects with Matthew Dillner was pretty interesting because of Bob's, Bob's legitimacy with the sport and the aspects of Matthew now not only with Lost Speedways, but also the Dale Jr. download, which is the connection factor with you and your connections with Dale Jr. in terms of your past. And a lot of the interesting stories, stories especially in relation to this is what happens when I speak fast, that happens in relation to Lost Speedways was definitely a pretty interesting uh, story and aspect. But I think the moment from that interview that stands out the most was the uh, interesting setup that goes into a future episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Because here's the funny part. We, we mentioned the fact that Alex got the chance to interview Linda Namick. Well, Yes, we did. Before that diecast is getting signed one day. <laughs> Before a specific episode of the Dale Jr. download, in blue Matthew, because of Spidey's pants. It's mostly Matthew, red. There's no blue on the car. Matthew, in the uh, flip the script segment, asked Alex, "What guest would you like to see on the Dale Jr. download?" And because of Alex's interview with him, Alex says, "Linda Namick." And well, Lyndon's connection to Dale. Right. Well, come to find out. Matthew said, Matthew then says, okay, before I uh, give my feedback on that, what day is this going out? And I go, Saturday. Tell the people what, what Matthew says. Matthew says, well, 
that week we actually have Lindsay Damick coming to the studio for an interview on the Dale Jr. download. And the fact that A, we got the surprise on that aspect before anybody else, and B, you got the chance to interview Lyndon Amick before Dale Jr. did. But not before Rick That's- Houston. Thank you, Rick. Right. You are a god. <laughs> you are a gentleman. You have helped me in numerous ways. Exactly. But the aspects about that one, that, that part in particular, just shows how much that you have grown and just how many connections you have with the racing world up to this point. And, uh, and I don't know if you guys have seen my TikTok, which I probably plugged last week, but if I didn't, I don't give a shit about ads. I have a TikTok now. But, but was what happened to Adam one of the factors that led to your decision to ultimately quit racing? This is one of her questions. I, mean, I think that definitely plays a part. I mean, you're, you know, you ultimately are convincing yourself that it's not going to happen to you. Uh, if you go, you know, if you if somebody close to you dies while they're doing something that you're also doing, you can't help but evaluate whether or not it's something you should be doing. So I definitely think it plays into, um, you know, your decision making. But I was very quickly. Why did I choose that song? Well. What song was that? Isn't the song called Heroes? Hero. What Hero. year did it come out? I don't know. 2002. Okay. What movie was it in? I'm going to guess it was the Spider-Man movie? What connection does that have to Lyndon Amick? Uh, 2002 was the year he drove the Dr. Pepper car, and I'm positive there was a Spider-Man car that year. And what's my connection to that car? You have it! (laughs) I have multiple versions of it. Yeah, you got the 164, and I believe you also have the 124, correct? I have the adult collectible 124 i have two of the 164s i need to get the kids 124 and the chrome 124 because i absolutely love this paint scheme Mm. it also needs to be added that i'm a dr pepper enthusiast Ah. i love this old logo (laughs) too bad for Lyndon; he had to drive for shitty ass carol racing yeah carol racing they were there but that was about it like they were, they were kind of like Aikens Motorsports. You could say that. I mean, yeah. Well, they hired Christian Elder. I mean, and he wrecked Hank Parker Jr. a few times. Uh, Christian Elder is the one who brought great clips into the sport. For the record, I know. Uh, someone asked me if Rich Bickle drove this car. No. He didn't. Someone else asked me if Jason Leffler drove the 21 car. For Childress? No, for Wood Brothers. Now. Someone actually asked, told me they thought that the Orida car in NASCAR, in NASCAR 8, it was not, that it wasn't John Woods. They thought it was Jason Leffler's. Now. 
Rich Bickle should have gone to drive for Carroll Racing, honestly. I feel like it would have fit his style, running in the back all the time. <laughs> Anyways, what came out of the Matthew Diller interview that made me want to do this last? And that has me nervous for Caitlin's sake and sanity. Uh, something about you taking a trip to North Carolina. I want to say this is you going there for the 600 next year, I believe. Yes. And apparently you are taking Caitlin with you. Yay. <laughs> so, what yeah, do you want to say to Caitlin regarding that? What did you say to Caitlin regarding that? What do you want to say to Caitlin regarding that? For those of you who want to know why Mary was confused as to why Lyndon Amick looked the way he did, well, this is why. <laughs> okay. How old do you think he looks in that picture? How old does he look in that picture? I'd say early 30s. He was 24, by the way. Yeah, I would have said early 20s. I mean, the glasses really make him look older. No offense, Lyndon, if you're listening. Hello. Um, but anyways, do you think Lyndon Amick has made it into the NASCAR dozen? My NASCAR More dozen? More NASCAR dozen? Yes. Yes. Where do you think he ranks? Hmm. I'd say maybe around sixth place, I guess. Well, you got to understand there's no such thing as an NASCAR dozen anymore. I'm just testing you on that one. Anyways, what do you want to say to Caitlin regarding this Charlotte 600 trip? Just have fun, but be respectful. Of who? Are we talking about you or someone else? Caitlin. Be respectful of who? You or someone else. Oh, her father. Oh, I see. Who has a reputation to uphold. I told her, like, here, there are a few ways she could break the ice. How would you want her to break the ice to tell someone who she really is? Oh, that thing. For some reason, Alex thinks that Caitlin is going to go... Going towards other specific drivers? No, 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 no. I feel like she, she, the thing is, a lot of people our age know who her dad is. Yeah. So, my thing is, someone might not, and a lot of people who are in the sport while he was there, are still in the sport and probably haven't seen her since she was little. Okay. So how does she break the ice to say, I'm Johnny Benson's daughter? Well, first of all, I would not advise that unless they directly know who she is. Otherwise, if they ask if there's any connection, just say that she knows him personally. That's it. I said... I said she could do something like this. Say, hi, 
I'm Caitlin Benson. You always put your hand out to shake their hand. For, there's And there's even a specific way to shake hands. I've learned this, especially when I go to meet drivers. And to show that you mean business, which I honestly don't think Caitlin does, even though she's a teacher. You put your hand, shake your hand, shake their hand, introduce yourself, and tell the person who you're talking to, just like she should say, hi, I'm Caitlin Benson. Now, if she goes up to Ryan Blaney and says that, we're fucked. Because you think Ryan will know who she is. Maybe not right away. Like, just by looking at her, he won't. But if she says who she is, then yes. She'll know. I don't or think Ryan know. would know her last name. If she, He might remember. Well... I did tell him that Johnny Benson's daughter and I are friends. He's like, the one that asked me that question. I'm like, he knows that. Yeah. Let me finish. Are you going to let me finish? I'm not talking, am I? No. He said, oh, gosh, what was her name? I said, I'll probably think of it later because I was not going to tell him when I met him. But anyways, hey. do you have anything you want to say to Caitlin or myself regarding this trip? <laughs> well, if this does happen, like, I know you're going to be there because of the podcast and stuff, so... This goes back to one of my philosophies about this particular podcast. You can be professional, but also have fun. So just professionally have fun. And what? how do you do that? Don't run up to Jeff Gordon and give him a big fat bear hug. That. Just calmly go up to Jeff Gordon. Say, hi, Jeff. I'm Alex Wood. Shake his hand. I've been a fan of yours since I was one year old. And do not wear driver gear. Okay. Let's say you you walk up to Kyle Bush, or or better case Kevin Harvick, and you were and you're wearing a Chase Elliott hat. He's not going to take you seriously, and he sure as hell is not going to take a picture with you. See, I wore a Dale Jr. shirt when I met Casey Kane. Here's a story about that. The reason I wore the Dale Jr. shirt was so was because Casey Kane used to drive for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in truck series and Xfinity series and gave JRM their first truck win, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like, here, here's my thing. If I'm going to wear driver gear, it's going to be the big three and that's it. Don't wear it at all. Especially if you're going to be, if you're trying to be professional. What you should, what you could do is where the pastimes or the Alex Wood Racing shirt, which is going to be, which is hopefully going to be up on Teespring by, by the beginning of next season. I still haven't decided what we're going to do. We are going to do shirts, hats, koozies, face masks. If the pand if COVID's still a thing, and which it probably will be, sweatpants, sweatshirts, socks, customizable socks. Those are awesome. Okay. And you can either get pastimes or Alex Wood Racing. 
Uh, but just because you're wearing an Alex Wood Racing shirt, you better not be saying you work for this company. Otherwise, I will find out. Uh, anyways, yes. Mailbag. So this week's question, I did bring up Mandudo 3 earlier today. And the question I got today when I was in my morning class was, what is the line? Because people saw your most recent video, and they also know how upset I got at Mandu. The question is, and they and I actually want to know, I want to know this coming from you, and I'm going to give my philosophy on this. Because 95, I'd say a good 95% of my following on the old Destroyer H6 channel, 95 of those kids were, were under the age of 18. But I, and I would say even, I'd say 95% of them were under the age of 18. 18. 18. But 99.5% of those, those people under 18 were 16 or under. They don't understand... And then 0.4% of those people have some sort of mental illness, whether they're autistic or whatever. And sorry, Mary, but some but I'd say a good 95% of your community thinks you're thinks you're their friend too because of the whole YouTubian buddies thing. Which yeah. really isn't your fault. I mean, we'll talk that about true. that in just We'll talk about that in just a second because I do want to elaborate a little bit further on that because I did get some questions about what I meant in not only the video but in the last podcast. Um, basically, where is the line drawn between family and family friend, friend and fan? That is a good question. Like, I, I assume those aspects are different in relation to something like this, whether it be doing videos or a podcast like this. But I think the thing that really is more definitive than anything is how much you connect to these people. And this, this is one of my worst habits for years, come to find out. That, that, that connection there is not exactly what you're after. And what I mean by that is that you can be like like the difference between an acquaintance and a friend. Like what's the what's the aspect different there in terms of the online aspect? Like what's the difference between an online acquaintance and an online friend? What do you define more as a friend than anything? And I think friends are the ones that you associate with more than any. Like, Alex and I, to some extent, talk every day, whether it's about racing or doing the show or anything like that. We are basically online friends. And yes, we have met in the real world, like our Berlin trip group. I'm interrupting you at that point. Until you meet in person, you're just online friends. Right. And that's what bothered you in relation to the video and in terms of the culprit in the video that, in terms of the video that you last uploaded. God fucking damn it, I can't fucking talk. When you do a podcast, you have to be able to talk, people. Yeah, that is true. Meanwhile, an online acquaintance, in comparison, is maybe someone who comments every once in a while, or asks a question, 
or follows you but doesn't really interact, that, that kind of thing. Like, I think that would be basically the line there. Like, if you talk commonly with me and have done so for a while, then you could be an online friend. But there's, it's like the Patreon thing. There's like different levels of friends and stuff. And there's then different there's levels of support. Right. Like we do offer one, you know, one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one Zoom calls. But just because you're in a Zoom call with us does not mean you're a friend of ours. It's not, it doesn't mean, oh, you're joining, the, you're joining the podcast. It doesn't mean you're, you know, you're doing this or that. It just means, hey, you know, you, you, this is what you paid for. And you're, it's like, you're not paying for a friendship. You're paying for a Zoom call. Right. So basically, that's the aspect I see in terms of drawing the line, because there's a difference between acquaintance and friend, and I think now more than ever, with the situation that happened recently, there has to be a bigger line drawn. And I think the so line, far, I don't think it yeah. has to be bigger. I think it has to be clearer. Right. Because... You were pretty fuzzy. Like, like the term YouTubian buddies, I mean, yeah, buddy is a slang term for friend. Like a slang right, term right. for wife is bitch. No, it's not. You know what I was referencing there. I know, but not everyone's going to get that joke. I was engaged for six months. Wait, was it six months? Nine months. Anyway. The... What I'm saying here is there needs to be there needs to be a line between fan and acquaintance, but the line needs to be even more clear than between fan and friend. Because, for example, right. if you read if you watched Austin Ogonoski's, um reading Jacoby's most absurd blogs live stream, that's an interesting ride that you're going to need a beer for. Um, you can see. Austin reads the blog where Jason takes a shot at me. Fucking moron. Jason Jacoby. <laughs> Idiot. He's just jealous that we're making connections and he's not. Nah, I'm going to be going to JRM next year. In your face, bitch. Anyways. Um, Mandudo3 says, Alex Wood is a good friend of mine. And he had legit concern for me when I took my old channel down. However, his concern level was not. Mary, you take this one because I'm going to sound like an asshole. The concern level is not basically. It should be at an acquaintance level because that's what you saw him and yourself. I did as. not see him as an acquaintance. I saw him as a fan. Right. Okay. More, more of a fan level, but. Man, dude thought it was more friend level. He said he got that idea because he's a dumb 16-year-old. And he is a dumb 16-year-old. But these young kids joining the NASCAR online community don't understand the difference between fan and friend. And, you know, and I want to go back to the situation that happened recently. People like the culprit should not be on the internet. Right. If they can't be in a, 
and we've talked about this. This guy was on the was on his local news talking about getting bullied at his work. People like him can't if you can't be in a social setting in person, you shouldn't be on the internet, let alone social media. You shouldn't be in chat rooms such as Discord. You shouldn't be on social media such as Instagram or Twitter. You shouldn't be you should be allowed to watch YouTube, but you should but you shouldn't be commenting on YouTube videos. Right. And we've had a number of instances where and like Mary talked about in the video I could tell there was a line drawn and I could tell this guy was jealous that you were answering other people's questions but when he but I think part of why he went after me the way that he did was because he was jealous that you were associating more with me when I hadn't been associated with your channel as long as he was. Uh -huh. Hey, I'm getting a text. But, and I try my hardest not to sound like a jerk. We go back to this whole thing. Was there, I'm going to be, I'm going to be blatantly honest here. I'm going to unfilter myself. Was there some wrongdoing on Mary's part? Yes. Yeah. I can say that now. At least she can own up to it. Unlike right. the culprit. I understand autistic people cannot. They don't know when they're doing something wrong. But if you go back and look at those comments, especially on the Eric McClure video on Mary's channel, you can see that I was putting the line pretty obvious. I even said, I'm not unblocking you. You did what you did. I accept your apology, but I'm not changing my mind. You, Because I can understand there have been, like, I sometimes, like, spamming messages, that's, that's accidental. And I'm guilty of it, as are you. As is my PR person. However, spamming file requests on a private account and someone's deleting them on purpose and saying you did it on accident, that is the guiltiest thing you could possibly do. More guilty than Robbie Gordon's Atlanta post-race interview in 2006 when he threw the roll bar when he threw the roll bar padding out of his window to, to cause a caution. That was Reed Sorensen. No, that was Robbie Gordon. It looked like it came out of the back of the car. That was Reed Sorensen at Texas. No, it's Robbie Gordon. It was Robbie Gordon. Oh, I'd have to look. Go back and watch Darian's video on the on the shenanigans of Robbie Gordon. Okay. But. You can go back and watch Mary's Eric McClure videos chat. You can see that the culprit was caught. And you can see how the people were raging out against him until he said he was autistic. Then they raged out against me. And then Mary thought back to it. And she thought, 
him telling me to harass Alex on his behalf, that's kind of uncomfortable. Yep. And then she was like, you, you even said, I'll talk to him, but it'll take him a while to understand. Now, let's be honest. Were you going to talk to me about it? I did not know if you were aware, so I at least wanted to make that point across in case you, because I did not know if you knew. So if you wanted to proceed further, that was your choice. It started when he sent out a creepy tweet and tagged us both, yes. really. And then, obviously, you know what happened regarding Jeff Gordon. Yep. What did you think of that? My thought was, in his mind, he was doing you a favor, even though in actuality, he didn't. He creeped me out even more. Exactly. And honestly, I think he creeped Jeff Gordon out. Because the next day, I didn't block him after this, Jeff Gordon unfollowed him. So now Jeff Gordon probably thinks I'm something I'm not. I don't know about you, because if that was the case, he probably would have blocked you. But the fact that he unfollowed the culprit speaks more about the culprit than you. I'll try and clear this up with him, with Jeff, if I do talk to him. And there's another situation that I'm going to talk to some of my friends at JRM about because I feel like it needs to be addressed. Uh, anyways, but then moving on to the Instagram thing, when I told you, like you had told me this guy had autism. And, mm -hmm. and I told you, okay, that that's understandable. But when he, but finally I went on to my business account and I said, Stop requesting to follow my private account. I'm not accepting your requests. Okay. And then he blocks me. Essentially, when this guy doesn't get what he wants, he blocks you. And then right. I get a creepy DM on Twitter. And then I block him again. I think I still have a DM. Oh, my God. My, my grandma won't stop sending me stupid text messages. I miss you today. I love you. I'm going to call her later and tell her that she needs to let me grow the fuck up. Oh, by the way, uh, Hothead is brought to you by Manscaped, the leader in man's grooming. And uh, Hot Topics is brought to you by HelloFresh. So, you, hey, if, if you can get 14 free meals if we had a promo code. Um, anyways, I, the re, I probably, I might've overreacted in this situation because, but, at, but thinking back to it now, I didn't overreact because I have been creeped out before. Because people from school, like, knew where I lived. 
they knew my phone number when I didn't even give it out and shit like that. Man dude and the culprit in your situation knew where I lived, knew what I looked like, knew my name. And the culprit was trying to get me to be friends with him only because he was YouTubian buddies with you. Right. So I think it was a sense of entitlement because he got yeah. jealous of me. He said, well, she's better friends with him than me. So I'm gonna, so I'm going to try and get her back. Kind of like he was in love with you. Yeah. And then it. Now we've got. I've gotten a lot of messages saying that they that from viewers saying they feel bad for you. Some of them played a role in this, but overall, it was just a situation that shouldn't have happened. And the culprit needs to stop going around saying that it's our fault and own up to his mistake. Uh -huh. And stop blaming it on his autism. Right. Now it's time for Speak Your Mind, which is the random rambling segment. However, we're doing it with a twist today. There is a topic we're going to talk about. We are going to reflect on the entire season of the podcast. We kind of already did that in Hot Seat, but we're going to talk about the season we're currently wrapping up and looking forward to next season. What are the moment, what moment really stuck out with you? For me, it was interviewing Linda Amick because I did not expect <laughs> it to happen. I knew it was a long shot, especially because he's been out of the spotlight since 2002. If you want to count as one start in 2003, yeah. I guess you could, but thanks, Brian Vickers. You know, and that wasn't even, a, uh. it wasn't even a jab at you. <laughs> I know. So what moment, are we talking about the entire racing season or the entire season on here? Podcast season. You can talk about that while I go believe myself again <laughs> okay it's called going to the bathroom more specifically urinating well i know what that means it's called urinating i know that i closed the door he's gonna be so surprised to find out that they actually heard that but yeah so the biggest moment of the year in terms of the podcast that's actually a good question because the Amy interview is up there. The Benson interview is up there. Uh, let's see. I think that's the two main outliers would be the London Amick and Johnny Benson interviews, but for different reasons. Now, the Amy interview, that one was not something I expected, but the, man, the fact that Alex managed to pull off and it was so inspirational. The fact it was so inspirational to him was definitely something very positive in terms of that aspect for Alex. But 
the interview with Johnny to me was something very huge for me because I thought that we were not going to do that. I, I, for the longest time, I thought Alex was pulling my leg on that one. <laughs> That's how skeptical I was about it. And I, the instant I knew we were going to interview him is when I started the phone, the, uh, the video call, and he's the one who responds first. But yeah, I think those two moments are the outliers of the big time highlights in terms of the podcast this year. What about your least favorite? My least favorite? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, oh, oh wait, there's only one answer. Pickle! I thought you were going to say the uh, the recent situation. Would that count as podcast? Well, or that that, does that count as the podcast or uh, does that count as more personal? Something outside of it, yes. I'm going to go with, I mean, okay, well, in that case, Bickle's least favorite for me. My favorite would be Linda Amick, but a close second is meeting jo and interviewing Johnny Benson because that was cool and I never thought I'd get, and because I, it was like a big-ass weight lifted off my shoulders because of how long we wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. But moving forward, I hope that these 16-year-old kids mature up <laughs> and that yeah. they they listen to the people that they're talking to. Listen, I completely understand liking someone's content and thinking they're a cool person, but that does not entitle you to be their friend, and that does not entitle you to pursue them to the point of contempt and uncomfortability. I actually looked up right. what contempt meant because I didn't even know what that meant and when you said it in the video. <laughs> but anyways... Moving forward, you're just going to get blocked if you cross the line. Right. What do you want for the next podcast season? Other than a new intro and a, and a new outro. Well, that was your thing, not mine. <laughs> but anyway, I think the main thing that I would like most is more of an interactability. Once we get more people to follow the podcast... And basically have nice, basically like my live chats without the weirdness. Well, your live chats are getting less and less weird because I'm blocking the weird people. <laughs> yeah. It is to our discretion whether or not you're causing a raft. A rift, whatever right. word you, whatever word you used in the big relationship. Whatever. If you're causing a rift, you're blocked. And if you're ex trying to extend the line between fan and friend, you're blocked. And it is to our discretion, in the event we have a disagreement, my decision is always final. Unless Mary and I do talk it out like professionals, which sometimes it's hard to do with her. I'm just joking. Anyways. Uh, do you, you put hot shots on the freaking itinerary? There's no picks to make! Uh, that's why it literally says we are done for the year. Imaginary wait. Pew!
off the shoulder. <laughs> which I'm probably the only one that I, who's ever worked for this country country company that actually has had weights on their shoulder. <laughs> Anyways. Oh boy. Anyways. It's been a crazy ass year. It's been a life-changing year, more so for her. Yeah. I finally figured out what my boundary is on the internet. <laughs> you know, I forgot to enter the segment. So what have we learned today? Okay, what have we learned today? Um, Cup Series is still bad. Xfinity and Trucks have swapped roles. Talking about Johnny Benson is always fun. We need to stop doing that. Let the name change your life. We can take the good with the bad, but hopefully we have more good. And hopefully things will be better for this uh, podcast in the coming year. Let's see what else we learned. We learned that boundaries shouldn't be subject to change. Right. Unless you develop a relationship with someone. Not in the biblical sense, children. Okay. We learned that I can find autographs of just about anybody. Apparently. We learned that Lyndon Amick is a god. <laughs> Not really. We learned that squish ball doesn't bother me anymore. Try it again. We learned that squish ball doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> we'll see about that. No, no, we won't. That's going to be a running gag. I just know. Because all I have to do is this, and then you'll know you've taken too long. That's going to be I'm, his role from now on. I'm, I'm just going to keep talking while he's on the screen. <laughs> because I... I think you fail to remember that I have ADHD and people with ADHD, number one, struggle with focus, and number two, have go on long rants. Oh, yeah. I get that. And we learned that autistic people should not, who cannot function in, in social settings, should not be on the internet, let alone social media. Low-functioning autistic people is what you're trying to say. No, autistic people who can't function in a social setting. Because I told you my cousin's autistic. Mm -hmm. And he's fine when he's around a group of three to four people. But like, for example, at Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, he, can't, he doesn't say a word. He doesn't, he has to have headphones on because the loud noises bother him. I see. At work, he has to work in a room that's quiet. Oh, yeah. So that's what I mean by, you know, the culprit in the situation with the YouTubian buddies and Jeff Gordon thing. That's what I was talking. That's why I say, oh, I just turned the TV on. Uh, I should not have done that. I didn't know that these buttons on, on the remote turn the TV on. So I'll just turn okay. it off. Uh, anyways... Um, we learned that children are immature. 
we learned that Caitlin is a character. But I knew that from the instant she told me the story about Shark or Bear. We learned that I have interesting ways of flirting with girls. We learned that Squishball doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> Squishball says you're taking too long or your appropriate project is inappropriate. Uh, and we learned that the 750 now. horsepower package favors Toyotas. Change it, please. And Kyle Larson. Uh, what about Kyle Larson? That was his only win He's on a 750. So he was he hasn't won on a 750 horsepower package right this year. He almost won Michigan though, and should have won Michigan. Exactly. How how do I know? Oh, I wonder. Did you not see the picture of my huh? finger at, at Joey Logano's car? <laughs> what was your reaction when you saw that picture? Uh, funny. Very funny. What about when I did the thing to Kyle Busch? <sighs> well, that's a traditional thing. Because everyone flips off Kyle Busch, so... And when uh, in the video of me drinking a beer, why? What do you mean, why? That's my reaction. Why? My cousin's boyfriend handed it to me. He's like, "You want to try it?" I'm like, "Sure." And then we ended. Then there was hey. one of them left, and we just started passing the can around. Yeah, right. Hey, you weren't there. And I got to meet the iceberg. Oh. Well, you saw that picture, too. <laughs> we learned that people need to stop saying, saying fuck Joe Biden because they want, they need to stop saying let's go Brandon to, to say fuck Joe Biden. That's on Kelly Stavis. Yeah. And if Squishball yeah. has an outro, he can do an outro. <laughs> I don't think Squishball has an outro. <laughs> Maybe next year. I'm just joking. I know that thing is a toy. Anyways, I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Okay. Well, in that instance, uh, thank you everyone for enjoying the Pastimes and Other Musings podcast for the entire season. I uh, hope you guys will tune in next season. It's going to be starting up in uh, February of 2022. Our new time, because this is going to be a brand new thing. Starting next season, we will be going live Fridays at 7 p.m. Also, thanks to one of our main sponsors, Tuesday Tastings. That is Caitlin's project. So thank you for helping us on that one. She's actually paused uh, that if, for now. Huh? She's paused that for now. Oh, really? All right. Well, well you anyway. can still shout it out. Just well, say it's yeah. Caitlin Benson Photography. I will make note of that. But anyway, let's just uh, if you guys want to be a part of the if you want to be a part of our mailbag segment, you can come to us at pastimespodcastguest at gmail.com. Uh, also we have a Patreon. That does not you mean you will be support. a guest on the on the program. That just means you have a question. That's right. 
Uh, also, we have a Patreon. Be sure to check that out to uh, give us a little more support so we can put out better uh, broadcasting programming for you guys. Also, shout out to the Ultimate 23 Dragon Channel. Uh, hopefully, we'll have... I, I might have a big-time video coming out next year regarding something that happened this year, but we'll see where that goes. You can tell me that when we're done. <laughs> okay. So, I have a uh, feeling I'm in it. No. No. Totally different subject. But anyway. Okay. But anyway, uh, be sure to check out the when I, do, when I made that face, so I don't. Awesome. I, I made a face <laughs> where I look like a pedophile, so I don't want to do that. No, you don't. But anyway, uh, thank you everyone for watching. I hope to see. <laughs> hope hey y'all, uh, I'm Jason Jacoby. Hire me, hey Dale Jr. Why don't you hire me? I'm a schizophrenic idiot. I love you, and I want to ride. I was so good at iRacing, and I was in the DMV. Oh, please, Dale. I'll give you head. I swear, Jason Jacoby would right. give Dale Jr. head to get an NASCAR ride. Anyways, go back to it. I'll, I'll put that down. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, anyway, just, uh, it's not very dragon. professional left at your own joke. Uh, shout out to the Ultimate 23 Dragon Channel. Be sure to check that out for a lot of awesome videos from the past and the present. And hopefully, what are you doing now? My eyes are just like not having it because I woke up at eight in the morning. Oh. Like. <laughs> I wouldn't know how old that thing is. That's a damn good question. I want to say maybe 20 years old. That's the best guess. Because <laughs> I've had this since I was young. But anyway, uh, hopefully, uh, I heard that. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for watching. Hopefully you guys will tune in next season for some more interesting... I'm getting screwed up here because so many things are going on at once. I'll just end it here. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Be sure to tune in next season. This is... Hold it. We'll talk later. Anyway, you didn't hear him just now? No, I just think it's funny how you think it's alive now. You realize I know it's just a toy because I had a toy like that when I was a kid. He did not like that. But anyway, thank you everyone for watching. This is Ultimate 23 Dragon, and that's my final answer. You gotta shut that damn Pikachu toy up!